It is the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR Radio Network. It's Tuesday. It's 11.30. That means it's time for Callie Oaks, columnist from the Sun-Journal and the man about town for the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky. He's also the Scott County Sports Information Director, which is part of that gig. So that pretty much describes it. Man about town. I think that pretty much Man uh, about many towns. Man, ab- <laughs> man about many Your pick. That's uh, that's usually it's usually how it works. Your boy Tebow's coming back this weekend. Oh good. Yeah, so he's. Uh, I, th- I feel like it's going to be a little warmer for him this time. I also uh, feel. Yeah, he he was out there taking practice swings to try to stay warm last time. Yeah, right. inspirational. I felt kind of bad for the guy, but yeah, no, it's uh, the guy. I don't. Ho- I, hopefully, there's a home show this time. He can catch that. You know, I think that would be. <laughs> hopefully, he can he can catch that home show. And I I wonder. Show, I, the gun I, show. I wonder if anyone's going to show up uh, with uh, with Florida, Florida Gators merchandise to the media uh, day. I wonder if that's going to happen that, again. That would be cool. Yeah, not that that cool. happened last time because it did. Um, but anyways, you know, show up in the Florida Gator hat and the Florida Gator windbreaker and ask Tim Tebow some questions, you know, that's, that's bizarre that it wasn't me, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm kind of impressed that someone else, that's a, that's a really good point. That's uh, that's kind of what happens. It's kind of, kind of how that goes, I guess. Um, I, I can't figure out like, you know, we're, we're talking, I, I put up some stats, don't you find it peculiar that the NBA would put two guys on a game that, you know, basically, you know, the stats uh, uh, basically show that they're not what you'd call the, the best friends, the Celtics. Isn't it peculiar and coincidental that they'd show up I for mean, a game is, four? Does anything surprise us about NBA officiating and, uh, you know, and, and, and anything that the NBA does? I mean, no. No. I, 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 I would expect this game. I, I, I would. I did not expect this series to be a, a sweep, even after they went up three nothing. I figured they would find a way for Philadelphia to to win that game. Everybody was raving about the oh, Vegas is giving the Celtics six points. Well, it's not going to be enough. I mean, I, I saw that one coming down the pike. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes from here. But uh, I certainly expected Philly to win that game as much as I expected uh, Cleveland to sweep Toronto. <laughs> Right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's predetermined, but come on. I mean, we've seen this movie a few times. So, yeah. nice, uh, nice article you had about uh, Stevens in the paper. Yeah, he. You know, I, 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 he is. I mean, we can we can get into this debate about how much the rings matter. I mean, he hasn't been around long enough to to, to put him on any uh, pedestal or, or rank him rank him with the all time greats or anything. But uh, I mean, I, right now, who else would you pick to be your your coach of your team in the NBA. I mean, I think he's shown a, a, a rapport with the, the current the current mix of players that you get. I mean, I think it's important to find a guy that uh, can connect with them on a different level than the past. I don't think uh, the hiring a, I don't think hiring a warm body necessarily gets it done. I don't think hiring a guy you know who played in the NBA necessarily gets it done. I think that was the, the lazy way out that they did in the past, and uh, I think it's 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 worked. Uh, it certainly had mixed reviews with the the two teams that have dominated this decade. The Cavaliers and the Warriors have had their have had their issues having former players. You know, and the, the Warriors had to get rid of one former player to hire another one before they could have any success. And uh, you know, I, I don't think the I don't think the Tyrone Lue's uh, tenure in Cleveland has been anything special either. I, I think you uh, 
I think it's. I think some of these college guys that uh, that, that coached twenty years ago, the Patinos and the Calipari's, may have been ahead of their time. I think they would be better suited now if they were, if they were Brad Stevens' age, to be making that transition because uh, it seems to be the time for those guys that can connect with a younger player, can, can connect with a a mix of players from international and, and college and limited college backgrounds, and uh, and bring it all together. He he seems to have a good. Uh... Good rapport with the, with the players, as you said, but also when they go in the huddle, it's interesting. He doesn't. He talks about really specific things to do in the short term. Yeah, he doesn't say, "All right, for the next you know twenty seven minutes." He talks about right now we need to be doing this, and then we need yeah. to do that. You know, really specific. I've always felt like the, the, the sign of a good coach is. When he calls a timeout, what do you do out of that timeout immediately? I mean, at any level, even in high school, you, you, you see these coaches who, uh, you know, their set plays work almost every time, and that, that's how I feel Stevens is. Huh, okay. We're, uh, hold on there, Cam. Technical that's difficulties. Little, that's weird. That was I'm kind of... hearing a tin can uh, thing going on. There. Hold on, let me, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to pause this, and then I'm going to call you right back, okay? All right, All hold right. on just a I mean, he's done more with less than I could possibly imagine. Yeah, I would agree. He's done. There, uh, there isn't any question. He's uh, he's he's. A, I mean, when he was able to turn Evan Turner's career into a sixty-six million dollar deal with the Portland Trailblazers, at that point, if if I'm playing in the NBA and I'm a marginal player, or even if I'm a good player and I just want to make more money, my first thought is, how do I get to Boston so that Brad Stevens shows how I can be utilized for a team? You know, better, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, and this season's given him a chance to to get more more done with less again. Because if you look at the, you know all the injuries, obviously, you know you're 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 one and you're two guys that you were counting on. Uh, you lost one five minutes into the season, and you lost another one uh, as the season went on. And uh, I mean, I'm not gonna say this is a JV team. I mean, that would be overstating it because Jason Tatum's a future star, certainly, and Al Horford is. It is what he is, which is a very solid, uh, solid veteran presence. But this is not this is not a, a team that anybody would have thought would be a threat to to win the East or even even be talking about getting to the conference finals. I wouldn't think. I mean, I, from what I'm judging, from what I've seen the past few weeks, everybody was raving about Philly as maybe the favorite. And, you know, the Raptors came on and, and, and won home court, so it wasn't wasn't like. Uh, Anybody's counting on this team to do much in April and May. So uh, again, just another another testament to to what he's been able to do. I mean, I, obviously the true test is when those guys come back healthy next year, the year after that. Uh, you know, what do they do in that window? Because obviously the the you're you're in the, it's it's like playing golf at the same time as Tiger Woods is at his peak. I mean, you got to deal with LeBron. You got to deal with what they've built in Golden State. So. To win it all will certainly take some uh, some finagling on his part, but uh, I wouldn't want anybody else being in in, in that spot. I, I also kind of like the they talked about it on the air last night, and then I've heard it on sports radio this morning, other than here, um, and that is uh, saying to guys, "Okay, I know you got four fouls. I'm going to leave you in, you know," and having a philosophy that I trust my guys; they know what they're doing. I'm not going to panic over the fact he's got two fouls right off, you know, that kind of thing. And he lets him play, which is kind of unique when you think about it. He's really struck a balance between 
being a coach and being detail oriented, and also like you said, trusting his guys and and, and letting them be grown men. So uh, obviously, there's there's coaches that don't find that balance, and <laughs> and their shelf life is not very long in the no, NBA. No, that's right. Uh, and so uh, props to him for what he's accomplished in, in the past four or five years, and. Uh, you know, obviously, given his age and given that early success, uh, the, the expectations are pretty high. Uh, it's, it's different performing at a level when you have high expectations. I don't think we expected uh, a lot out of the gate, and you know, and, and he he was able to lead them to, to probably more success than we expected as they were as we were trusting our own process, so to speak. So, uh, uh, how how they deal with higher expectations in the next couple of years will certainly uh, you know begin to tell us what the what the Brad Stevens legacy is in Boston, but it's off to a good start, no question. Talking with Cali Oaks, catch him in the Sun Journal every week. You can read his column about Brad Stevens and the Celtics in the Sun Journal right now. Uh, big, big series this week. Red Sox, Yankees. It actually means something again, apparently, for the it first does. time since 2002. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I was just thinking about that. You know, you look at the records, and these, these teams are both both on pace to go well over 100 wins, and, you know, it, that's what we want, and that's what we expect every year, but it really hasn't happened. I mean, it, it's been five years since either one of these teams has accomplished anything significant in the postseason, and, you know, in the case of the Yankees, closing in on 10. So it's uh, it's been uh, it's been tough. It, it, it's been tough to justify all the hype that, uh, <laughs> that we get for this rivalry, but anything we get this week certainly seems... Uh, seems legit and uh, it'll be interesting to see I mean, it, it's two teams that are, are built a little differently uh but uh hopefully hopefully built for october because i'd love to see this series what it matters most uh no, i think that's what we're all hoping for whether regardless of which side of the aisle we're on well and that's that's really the big thing like you know so you guys were both like alive and functioning and kicking for 78 right like yes. you guys uh, that... yeah i mean i was in kindergarten but i remember coming home on the bus and and Cry my eyes out when that happened. I mean, it was, it was probably probably right about the time I got home. Actually, if Bucky Ben hit one out, I'm like, oh boy. I was the, <laughs> a coach in the AD at Skowigan High School in '78. Uh, really? You were you were the coach uh, in AD at Skowigan High School? He was already like active in the in the world. Yeah, <laughs> in he was '78. That's that's remarkable. I was. Uh, <laughs> we had just won a second state championship in football. As a matter of fact, right. I was. Right. Uh, let's see, I was. Three months old when that happened. So I actually thought I was the curse for the Yankees for a while because from '78 to '96 they won nothing. It was a long. Yeah, I mean they were. I was watching a. I was watching a Seinfeld the other night. That was. It was kind of a running joke. They hadn't done anything in 15 years at that point when George was working for them. See, that's that's (laughs) kind of that's kind of how that goes sometimes. Hey, Kelly, how well do you remember players on the Sea Dogs? Are you? Were you always I mean, up to here, date on them? Here and there and everywhere. I, I, I actually covered some games the first year when uh, Charles Johnson was there. I think Beckett. Oh, way back. Yeah. For a brief time, yeah, with the Marlins. So, yeah, I, I, I was there. I'm driving myself nuts trying to remember a kid's name. This is recently, last three years maybe. Uh, left-hand pitcher, tall, kind of long, flowing hair, really good for the Sea Dogs. I mean, almost unhittable. And they kept thinking he's going to be the next great left-hander for the Sox, but he all he, he didn't have great control of his fastball, and so all he threw was changeups. That's what he was known yeah. for. Well, he came up to the majors. Once they knew he couldn't throw the fastball for strikes, they just waited for the changeup and just jacked it. And they brought him up two years in a row. They brought him up here and there when they needed a spot starter and whatever. And 
Eventually, I think they released him a year ago. It just it never really materialized. You you don't know the name, do you? I'm being being pretty uh, vague there. Lefty. Mm. Yeah. No, released him. Huh? Yeah. I was hoping. Uh, I sent a text to Palmer. I thought he was gonna might be Henry Owens. He did come up with it. Oh, all right, Palmer. Henry Owens. A lot of hype about Henry. Oh my God! I thought he was gonna be a star. Way to go, Palmer. Henry right. Owens. Yeah, good job. Whew, I'll be able yeah. to sleep tonight. <laughs> well, you see, honestly, the reason that this happened is because he kept asking me, and he kept describing the guy, and I kept saying, so Casey Fossum? And I kept saying, no, no, I I'm like, I'm like Casey <laughs> Fossum, right? Tall, lefty. I mean, I, I, and, and, and there you've captured the reason that I don't really spend a lot of time analyzing prospects and, and caring about who's on minor league rosters because it just is such a crapshoot. You know, I, I've been following the – Sun Journal series they've been doing on where are they now kind of thing, and I read the one on Tip Fairchild a couple weeks ago, and guy guy had an absolutely dominant year at Lexington in single A, and then then his arm his arm gave out, and that was it, and and that happens in in, in the low low to mid minor league level. You can you think a guy's on the fast track, and you know, and all of a sudden the innings catch up with him, and his arm falls off, and that's it, and it happens. Happens a lot more than we <laughs> than we think. Oh, you know? so, absolutely. Especially with pitchers, I don't get too excited when they say they're the number one pitcher in the organization or whatever. How many times have the Red Sox traded that guy over the years anyway? Who, whoever that guy has been, you know, the number one pitcher in the organization, and he never really panned out. For one thing, usually they brought him up too quickly, and then he ended up getting traded to the Expos or something. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, think about the Rogers kid from on Ararat. And uh, the Shuri kid from Lisbon, I, I thought he was going to be. The Rogers kid had the oh. thoracic outlet surgery. That was the first time I had ever heard about it before Matt, Matt Harvey started having issues with it and Tyler Thornburg started having issues with it. So. I think Maine, Maine is it's a case there, a clear case there of, you know, your season is pretty short, your innings are, are managed pretty closely, and then you get in the real world in the, of the minor leagues and you're pitching every fifth day or every sixth day at least, and uh, uh, it wears on you pretty quickly. And you got to learn how to pitch differently too, and, and and that's putting a different strain on your arm. So, yeah, Maine seems like it has generated its share of uh, pitching prospects over the past uh, 20, 25 years. But uh, it's tough to it's tough to get there and stay there. Certainly, when you're when you're dealing with a different level of workload. I, I think that's good and bad. I think I think you're right about what happened to a guy like Tip, where you. You know, all of a sudden, you're having these innings, and you, you know, you, you hesitate to tell him your arm's sore, so you pit, try to pitch through it, and so on and so right. forth. It's your meal ticket. Yeah. the <laughs> The other side of that is, I think sometimes they like the guys that haven't overused their arm growing up uh, in whatever. You know, we're in warm weather where you stop playing, you play sixty games a year, and all that stuff. But there is always that threat that if you, if you're not lucky, I guess is all I could say is, and, and you're done. And I don't know how I feel about pitch counts. I mean, they, they're the thing now. That's how they measure it at every level. I mean, they've imposed them in high school. You, you know, if you pit throw X number of pitches, you're off X number of days. And, and I don't know that it's the it's the catch all and the be all end all. I, I think it. Uh, I think you know. I think mechanics are the big thing. You know how how is how is the kid that's taught? You know what kind of coaching has he had coming up? And you know it's. There's just no way to really tell that, and, and that's why that's why I think baseball's draft and baseball scouting is the biggest crapshoot of all. And other sports, I mean, yeah, we have booms and busts and all that, and guys that overachieve and underachieve, but not to the degree. Bay, if you look at the how many first first round picks in baseball have never made it to the big leagues, I mean, many, 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 many. 
Did you ever see the movie Trouble with the Curve? Uh, I don't know if I ever watched it all the way through. I mean, they talk <laughs> about sure. the guy. Where they followed this guy that was this unbelievable slugger. And Clint Eastwood's the old-time scout guy. He couldn't even see, but he could. He kept saying, I can hear it. He's not yeah. going to be able to hit the curve, you know. Whatever. Anyway, that that's the story of the movie, and I I think you're right. You know, there's this prospect. They used the number one pick on him in the movie, and I can tell you right now, as soon as anybody threw him a curve, he might as well go home. So if you just mentioned the name Brian Taylor to Maddie, you see where he goes with it. I mean, being a, being a Yankees guy, yeah. there's 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 the example that comes to mind. Of a, I remember a when Brian Taylor was on the was it was uh, I think it was after 1990 he was on the Today show and they were talking about what great how great he was and Brian Taylor's career got uh got derailed because he got he was at a house party in a trailer and somebody got into a fight and landed on his arm and his yeah. arm never healed it never healed yeah. right get out yeah that's what that's what caused yeah, no, it that's that, what that, ended that, his definitely, career I, I didn't know if that was urban legend or not but it, it definitely is is one of the things that, that derailed him that's unbelievable yeah, I mean that that stuff like that that can happen all the time. Like we, I think we all forget sometimes that the players, the people that do this stuff, they're all people. Okay, they all have to go out and do everyday things and be in everyday situations. So, and they're in more everyday situations than the rest of us because they're players, because they're big names. Uh, they're in a different spotlight. I've always said I don't, I wouldn't want to be any more infamous or famous than I am. I don't know how I'd handle it. You know what I mean? <laughs> And I think that's what you're talking about. They can't know, go these anywhere. Guys, these guys, any, any, you know, uh, they, they have more choices to make than we do regarding regarding behavior and regarding what they're going to do and who they're going to do it with. And uh, yeah, there's a classic example of a case where a guy got burned by it. Yeah, he had a torn labrum after that fight, and then he he lost eight miles an hour off his fastball, and he couldn't throw his curveball for a strike anymore. So I mean, that's that's really what happened. And uh, I think there was, let's see. There was misdemeanor child abuse because he left four of his kids alone for more than eight hours. Uh, then he didn't show up for his court date. March of 2012, he was charged with cocaine trafficking. Okay, Whoa. so that Whoa. was cool. Uh, he was sentenced to 50 months in prison. He was released in September of 2015. So far, I can't believe there's trouble. 30 for 30 of this guy. I feel like there might be yeah, at some they point. Should, really, there it is. You know, I mean, at some point, that's got to have to happen, right? There's got to be a 30 for 30 available on it. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's just a matter of pinning him down and getting him to talk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he <laughs> feel like most of these guys, like once it's all gone, once they realize how sad their story is, now's a good time to share it because then they can go on public speaking trips. OK, it's kind of like Ryan Leaf. Now he's now he's like turned over the new leaf. So yeah, yeah. Ryan, Ryan Leaf is like Mr. motivational speaker. All of a sudden, oh, yeah, he he's likes talking to them. And he, now, all of a sudden he likes doing interviews now that he's not in jail. Yeah. Well, it's amazing how much happier are uh, happier you are when you're you know not popping pills every ten seconds. You What's know? his name? It's amazing. The lefty Hamilton is it the hitter? Yeah, same thing. He would have been the number one pick, and he screwed his life up so badly. And you know the thing that. And then he showed some highlights, and then his, his body, you know, that's the other thing, too. Then like he was guys, fantastic. And then his body gave out on him. And yeah, he, for one thing, he, he got a late start because of that. His second time around, he was 27 or 28. I, you know, there were there were still some signs that he was struggling with whatever demons. You know, he, he, he certainly was in a better place than he was, you know, 10 years earlier, but, you know, it was still a, it was still a day-to-day battle for him, and I think eventually the... You know, my gripe about yeah. all that was, though, God lover, yeah. his wife stuck with him through all yeah. the low points. 
He makes it big yeah, in the majors. Yeah. He hits, wins a home run contest in the in the uh, All Star game or whatever, and then he gets himself down the wrong track again. and He dumps her. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, no, and that and that's sad. Are you kidding me? That, that, yeah, rock rock bottom uh, was was there, and you, you don't you don't see that happen every day. So yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I was I was a big Josh Hamlin fan. I was certainly rooting for him. Uh, I, I I didn't. I didn't think going out to California was probably the best idea for his career, and it certainly didn't turn out to be. Uh, so, and maybe maybe some loyalty to the team that gave him his his shot there in Texas would have would have served him well. But you know, it's only money. Well, those demons, you know, boy, they are they are hard. I mean, think of the yeah. people that we've seen now. What's his name? The pitcher for the Yankees. How is that? What his name was? Yeah, Steve Howe. Oh, Steve Howe. Tall, yeah. a talent, and ever and he could not he just yeah. couldn't beat it well that was a, in that era too you had a lot of guys that were were fighting that one. Oh some, yeah you know but but some handled it better than it's like any other drug it's like any, any any other habit and any other discipline that we have in life some guys can handle a certain amount of you know exposure to it and some guys the first time is is the exit or the uh, the on ramp to the highway uh, to hell? <laughs> I mean, and in the case of Steve Howell, I'm sure that was what it was. I still uh, remember John Lackey uh, dumping his wife uh, when she was uh, with breast cancer. Yeah, kind of like yeah, that, that was... didn't go. That didn't play well in the media. No boy, no. Boston did well, not appreciate was, that. Well, he was a real chipper guy anyway. Like he was a real. He was. <laughs> he was kind of like the original. He was David Price before David Price. He was oh, yeah. David Price <laughs> before yes, David Price. Absolutely. The underperformance, I'm, I, and he, at the end, he sort of put it together for the Sox. Obviously, after and, the uh, chicken and beer thing, actually, he probably came back. He, he was the only there. one that came out he, of that. He really came out of it and was really did a good job. He was in shape. He, he was he was really a, a, a building block for the 2013. Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely expected run. So I mean, and, and parlayed it into another big contract somewhere else. I think it was with the Cardinals or the Cubs. Uh, I don't know. Cardinals and the Cubs. Yeah, <laughs> gone now, but uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, you know, he was. He was well along anyway. He was into his thirties, I think, oh, when yeah. the Sox gave him that big contract, and yeah. he just, you know, he'd thrown a lot of innings in, in Anaheim. It was, uh, I was like, mm, I don't know about this one. Even then, his name is Callie Oaks. He joins us each and every Tuesday. You can catch him in the Sun Journal every other week, and catch him in the Georgetown News Graphic often as he follows around Scott County sports and their exploits around the state of Kentucky. Talk to you next week, my friend. All right, man. See you guys. See ya. That is Kelly Oaks. Henry Here on the Owens. B-list. I'm glad he, he came up name, with that for does you. Does the name ring a bell now or not?